Hey Tim, how's it going? It's going fantastic. That's how how it's going. It's going great. It's, uh, it's going all right. I don't know. I yeah, don't know, last I don't time know you were going. It might not be going that great. I I waver between being pissed off about something I see on Facebook to being happy about uh, you know spending time with my wife and doing stuff like that. So well, I do think then you're a bit messed up if you're yeah. still engaging in Facebook if, rather oh and you're letting it counteract your actual life. I know. I know. It's bad ideas that I see. And it's, I yeah. worry that those bad ideas are going to affect my life. You know, the, the latest thing I saw was uh, the latest satanic panic. Uh, you know, Faith Goldie clutching her pearls about the, the Church of Satan or the satanic temple or whatever it is, having a black mass at a heavy metal bar in Toronto, right? And she's calling oh, for no. blasphemy laws. So she goes from blasting blasphemy laws with uh, M103 to advocating for M for, for blasphemy when it's <laughs> desecrating the Catholic faith. Uh, and what, what was it that they were desecrating? Something called the host. And I had to look this up, you know, because the way I grew up, Catholics were Satanists, basically, because they worshipped a bunch of deities. They worshipped saints. They engaged in worship yeah. of idols. They thought that, that salvation had to go through uh, a middleman called the priest, that you couldn't get it, you know, all this stuff, right? Yeah. So my no church told line. me that... Uh, but anyway, so I had to look up what the host was, and the host is basically a cracker. It's a cracker. So I guess uh, I don't oh, know. Oh, like the the thing they eat at like yeah, it's, it's like, like the drink the thing. blood. The it's the it's the thing that turns into human flesh, the flesh of Jesus when they ingest it. That's what you're supposed right. to believe, uh, yeah. or else you're a heretic. So it's it, you're supposed to. It's either ritualized cannibalism or actually actual cannibalism. You're supposed to believe as a Catholic, that it's actual cannibalism, but it's just ritual. But at the end of the day, I think it's just a cracker. And so I don't know how you desecrate that. But anyways, it's it, to me, it's as ridiculous uh, as, as drawing the prophet Muhammad and thinking that's the worst thing in the world. So I was thinking about the, the type of party I might be able to have, right? Because I'm thinking of all these snowflakes, right? That the Islamists on one side, you know, chanting death to those who defile or Muhammad or whatever. Uh, the patriots getting up in arms about flag burning. Uh, you know, the, the social conservatives calling for blasphemy laws about desecrating Christian uh, symbols. And then you have the, so what do the we do? We social drop? justice warriors having getting upset about misgendering people. Right. And essentially, they're all doing the same thing. Uh, so just, you have to get a flag that's a combo American flag, gay pride bonus flag, the ones that have more than just the rainbow. You draw Muhammad and a cross on it and burn that. Well, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So you draw Muhammad. Well, but it's not just the cross. It's the host. Uh, so I, I, my thinking was you draw Muhammad on a flag, burn that while you're peeing on a cracker and misgendering everyone around you. And uh, <laughs> we'll call that. Uh, I don't know. Anyways. All right. Well, so that's how welcome doing, to Hard on Liberty. <laughs> I'm doing great. Um, I just spent a couple hours spreading the gospel of liberty and objectivism nice. in particular. Um, and it uh, seemed to, to be well received. So uh, I'm doing well and I'm still optimistic that more people like that exist than more than people like Faith Goldie. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so you wanted to just talk about defamation law. And something. Yeah, I was I was thinking about defamation primarily. I mean, we can get into blackmail a little bit too. Um, you know, essentially uh, getting into defending the undefendable here, right? And so I have. So I've, wait, just off the top, do you think that um, defamation should be legal? 
Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, and and this this is an unpopular opinion I hold, even among libertarian circles. This is to, not a. Uh, th- th- there's no necessarily libertarian doctrine on this, and I'm not. I think the objectivist community is a little bit uh, divided on this as well. I, I've, you know, I don't know if you follow Paul McKeever at all. Um, I know not. He was the leader for the longest time of the Freedom Party of Ontario which was a strictly objectivist party. They were very, you know, very regimented in their platform. And if you try to just go outside the platform, you're rejected as a, you know, I, mm. anyways, McKeever has done a lot of work on objectivism. I've, I've watched a lot of his stuff and, and read a lot of his stuff. And, and so he, he defends, uh, he, he got in a bit of a tiff with another objectivist who was taught, who was kind of supporting, libel laws and and saying that you know people have a right to a reputation and he he said that's not what defamation should be about you you have no right to a reputation at all anyway so the point here is that there there's it seems like there's some uh disparate views in objectivism and there certainly is in libertarianism my particular view is that i i can't find a good uh I, i can't find good justification to support a defamation laws or libel laws or slander laws Um, yeah i've not i've not put too much thought into it and off the top um you know i would assume objectivism would be opposed to you know being charged with defamation and these sorts of things but i was talking with tara smith who's one of the objectivist intellectuals um that's like working with ari about the i think we've talked about this case the the bakery in the US that was mm, like, right. you know, attacked by the college and, you know, what standing do they have for retribution and these sorts of things? Cause it's interesting. My immediate reaction to that at the time of reading of it was like good riddance, like that was good. And then you posted and you're like, this is awful. And I was like, ah, oh, it made me, it made me rethink. And so it's kind of in line. Wait, what, wait, what was the case again? Or how, how did that go? I'm trying to remember this. Time. So there was a college that got, that was basically, uh, you know, stirring up its students to protest and cause a ruckus at this neighborhood bakery. And the bakery ended up like really losing business and having to shut down. And then the courts ruled in favor of the bakery and the university had to pay like millions of dollars of damages to a bakery Mm. um, because they like apparently pushed the students to do these protests and these sorts of things. And they were saying how awful the peep, the owners were and, and, you know, they probably, I think something about, you know, the owners were doing these negative things and that sort of stuff. So that's, you know, what I thought of uh, first, but I don't think I've been reading about like patent law a bit and like the idea uh, I've been reading some of the objectivist stuff and they did talk about reputation and that reputation is something very valuable. So they might hold that, you know, if you damage that, you are damaging my my ability to earn an income but also if if that's the case if you just saying something or even no matter how powerful you are if i can't counteract that that's my problem that's not your problem right well let let me lay out my case against defamation law uh for you and see what you think of it um uh you know because i get a lot of grief anytime i post about this about this subject and people you know 
don't like my position. A lot of libertarians don't like my position. And, and so I'm, I'm looking to be convinced otherwise because I don't want to <laughs> hold unpopular positions. It, it's, it's not fun for me. You know, I, I, don't, I don't like it. But um, here's, here's why I can't get behind it. First of all, it implies that you have a, a right to a reputation, right? And what is a reputation? A reputation is what other people think about you. It's their thoughts about you, right? Or it's, a, it's the aggregate of the thoughts of in, that in other individuals have about you, their feelings toward you, their, their subjective impression of you, all those things are what your reputation is. So, so it, you, you can't uh, own the thoughts and the thinking of other people. That's in their brain, that resides clearly in their brain. So, so the first thing is you can't own that. So you're not entitled for people to think of you in any, any particular way, no matter what you do, right? That, that's just the bottom line. And, and I know this is, this is difficult. This is a difficult thing for people because it matters a lot. Like our ability to flourish really does in a lot of ways depend on what people think of us. You know, I, I, I know my daughters, it was super important to them what people thought of them in high school. And I would, I would hear them talk and be upset about this person spreading a, a false rumor about them or mm-hmm. making them look bad. Or, and, and it was everything. Right. And, and so, you know, I, I have some sympathy to that sort of thing. And um, yeah, I, yeah, I think and, it, so, right. Go ahead. Inherently, sorry. I would say I agree with you. And immediately what comes to mind is the fountainhead, right? Um, you know, secondhandedness is caring what other people think of you one way or the other. And that's definitely not worthwhile. There's no way to sue someone for convincing other people. Really, you should be, you know, self-fulfilled and not even care. And then there's the if your product is really good in, in any sort of rational society, if your product is good, if you are good, one person, no matter how strong their arguments are otherwise, would not even affect your income and your abilities. And I think, you know, specifically in the fountainhead, um, you know, the owner of a newspaper absolutely slanders this person incessantly for, you know, a long time. And there's no even mention of any recourse that should be had against that person. So I'm interested what some of the objections you've heard. I mean, feel free to continue your case as well. But I am interested to know, like right now, I'm having a hard time even understanding why people would object. Well, think about a case where uh, you lie about a business, right? You are maybe even a competitor or something like that. You say you've spread a false news story or something like that, that this business was poisoning its customers or something like that, something horrific that uh, caused its business to lose customers, right? Um, That that, those are the kinds of cases that people say they support defamation to, right? So, okay, the the high school girl who doesn't get invited to as many parties now because she's got a bad reputation, that's not defamation to them. They draw the yeah. line somewhere over here where there's what they call monetary loss or, or yeah. damages, right? And the damages are uh, that they lose business. So, so, but again, here, I think there's another fallacy at play, which is the idea that you are entitled to business or that you're entitled right. to customers or that you're entitled to other people's money, right? Now, it may be true that a customer might have given you money paid for your product had they not heard this lie uh, but you don't own that you don't you have no entitlement to future business right like customers don't have to come to you you they, they don't yeah. so I, 
And, and so since we aren't entitled to a reputation, because that's in the thoughts of other people, since we aren't entitled to other people's money or their business, because that's their money, that's their property, not ours. And since you, you have to support the right to lie, that has to just has to be a human right, that you have to have the right to lie as, as reprehensible as it is to lie. Um, telling a, a falsehood can't be a crime. You can't criminalize that. Because of those three things, I can't get behind defamation. Now, some people try to equate it with fraud, right? Fraud is yeah, a type that's of exactly where my, my mind went. And, and fraud is a type of lie that actually deprives people of their property. So, so I own something, I own this money, or I own this thing. Um, and let's, and let's say you lie by giving me a, 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 a dummy check or something like that. And I give you my property and you give me this thing that's worthless that you lied about that you made it out to be. So in that case, you have deprived me of property or I lie to you and tell you that this, um, poison pill is, is a, important supplement to take for bodybuilding or something like that. And, and you take it and you die because of that, right? Those are lies that, that actually inflict harm. It caused someone to act in a way that they otherwise wouldn't, that causes them, them harm, that relieves them of property and causes damages. But these lies, um, that's when not, someone is like, when it's, let's say directly involved in the actual transaction, right? That's a lie that is, one of the parties in a in an agreement or in a contract lying about the terms that's very different than yes. just lying about you know a transaction that's going on between two other people and it's up to the two people right. who are choosing to transact with each other to learn the truth to try and have their own interest in mind and and try and figure out if my statement is a lie or is the truth and you know i also think like you said, they, they draw some, they apparently draw some line between, you know, a high school girl lying versus, you know, a, a business lying somewhere in there, there's a limit. But even when it goes to like the actual monetary impact, if you can show that one person changed their mind, is that right. going to be a defamation? Is, is it 10 to what yeah, degree yeah. would, uh, you know, at what right. point it's is it? actually detrimental it's very difficult to find the line and, and it's 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 the same difficulty you run into when someone copies a pattern or copies part of a pattern right when it comes to ip law or something like that like there's it's very difficult to to say when you've fully crossed that line right so so yeah so uh but but notice the difference between fraud and defamation here is that one party is being actively deprived of their property or their health and in the other case um, they just aren't getting the property uh, or, they think or they wealth or should. things that they think they should or, or that yeah. they, they otherwise might have, right? Um, and, but there's no obligation, again, for anyone to give you anything, even if they... So, so those are the things. And so then the next question becomes, well, and so there are, there are some other problems also with defamation, right? In that it unfairly... Uh, attacks having a defamation or libelous regime that that prosecutes and gives legal tools to attack people who tell lies about you um, uh, creates a system where if you if you where okay if if a newspaper publishes a lie 
it gets taken to court, right? And so we just assume everything we read is truthful because otherwise the paper would be taken to court for defamation or libel or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it, it might block people from publishing some things. It might, um, if, if, if uh, they, you, they don't take them to court, then we just trust that it's true because even though it might be false. So imagine a world where newspapers can print wherever they want, whatever lies they want. I mean, it's not too far from the truth right now, to be honest yeah. with you. That's a world where people are very skeptical of the things and the claims they are, right? They, they look for deeper evidence. They look for the truth, the, you know, the truth, because anyone can lie about anything uh, and there's no legal repercussions. The other thing that, that happens right now is that if you say something even truthfully wrong about about someone, uh, a businessman, like say, say you were to disparage Donald Trump, even if it was true, uh, he's been known to take people to court for libel or defamation. Now, how's a poor person going to defend against a libelous claim, right? They can't. So they, they yeah. just get demolished, even if the thing is true. Um, and, and so poor people can't, uh, and, and poor people can't uh, defend themselves against claims of libel, right? So they, it, it unfairly advantages uh, rich the rich over the poor in that case as well. Uh, so, so yeah, we, we want a world, I think, where people uh, are skeptical about all the claims. I mean, um, and I think this is happening right now to a large extent, right? Because there's so much fake stuff spread around, like people spread so much fake news and it's become so prevalent yeah, even now that with, I, I, with I Amazon believe almost nothing forest. I read on Facebook, right? Now I yeah. go to second sources and third sources and fourth sources to confirm whether this fact is true or not. And I think that's mm-hmm. better than just accepting that what the newspaper, what the media feeds us is got to be the truth because otherwise they'd be uh, guilty of defamation and they wouldn't print it or something like that, right? One extension of this, it's a, it, it's also something that I was thinking about that came up around the the bakery college thing, but it's it's more personal, um, like individual. It's not about a business or anything like that. Is what about like alleged incitement to violence? That's not actual right. incitement to violence, but like that's kind of the next step beyond actual defamation. So you know, there's been claims that Jordan Peterson, you know, his his. Uh, his legion of followers um, will, you know, virtually attack people and there's risk that they'll physically attack people. And, you know, I was thinking of a case, there was a, a woman, Lindsay Lab. Uh, she's an Instagram star who got famous. Uh, you know, it's a difficult time for men. She did this, uh, I don't know, this ukulele song. You probably saw it. It was uh, very viral. But anyways, now she was like basically calling out people like someone commented something she didn't like. And she took and found his like address and posted it to her 400,000 or more followers saying like, this guy's a bad person, right? And so like, yeah, he's a bad person. Sure, you can say that. But if you're then like giving his address or his contact information, is there some sort of recourse possible for people who she's not responsible for anyone who does it? She's not actually right. saying, you know, go kill this guy for me, lynch him or whatever yeah. it is. But do you think there's any flexibility there or, or it's, it doesn't matter. Do yeah. whatever you want, uh, dox people well, or whatever it is. This is a tricky one. You know, it's been a while since I looked into this and, and put a lot of thought into it. Right. Because, 
Um, incitement to violence is very clear when you uh, hire a contract killer or something like that to knock someone off, right? Yeah, that that is, should be a crime. Um, that is conspiring to commit a crime. It's incitement to violence. It's all those things. If you hadn't engaged in that, um, you wouldn't have got there, right? So I think there has to be a pretty strong link between what you're saying. And I think that, that there has to be some evidence that you're targeting someone specific, that you have every reason to believe that you're going to... Um, you're going to incite someone or, or get someone to do a specific act. It can't just be a general thing like, uh, I don't know, kill all the Jews or something like that. And then some nut goes off and kills a Jew. I mean, that, that's to me, not incite, inciting violence in, you know, that, that's not, that shouldn't be criminal or something like that. Like you, you can't hold that guy responsible for that guy dying. Uh, I See, don't think. my understanding was that there's like a difference between all the Jews should die and, kill all the Jews, right? Like I was understanding right. that you can basically talk about it as long as you don't actually say, oh, let's do this or, or you should do that. Yeah, and again, I, again it, has, it has to be in context as well, right? Like I suppose um, if you had set up a thing in advance where you maybe got a bunch of, uh, I don't know, anti-Semites together at a rally and, and you told them in advance in a forum that, listen, when I say kill all the Jews, that's your, your cue to go out and start killing some Jews. Okay. And yeah. then you say, kill all the Jews at, at that rally. Um, well, then you're probably guilty. You are guilty of inciting violence, right? You, you have organized something you have. There's a if clear you organize a mob and that mob right. kills people. Right. You can probably now, create a causal link between you and the deaths, even if you didn't murder someone. Now, but it's a bit Steve, different if it, you post a social media post and right. then someone who happens to be one of your million followers commits right, a crime. Right. It's the same like, oh, I played this video game and I went and killed someone. Yeah, because it could be said in jest or satirically or as a parody or something like that. You could imagine a comedian saying something like that and someone who's off their rock or some schizoid that triggering them and then they, they go off. So I don't think that... So, so I think there's been a, there's been cases in Canada. There was like the comedian who had to pay a fine to a disabled kid or something. Yeah, right? th that's a little bit different. That is um, that's um, offensive speech, right? I mean, he didn't cause anyone any harm. That that was simply. But that's like that's a that's more like defamation, though. The or it's just like why did he have to pay even, this it wasn't even, specifically? It wasn't even defamation because he was a comedian making a joke, so he wasn't making any but, truth claims. So why did he he made, the, to... the joke he made was this: he 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 said he donated to this Make a Wish Foundation. Oh, and the kid didn't uh, even die. And, and then the kid didn't die, and so now he wants his money back, right? Yeah. And so that was highly offensive, and that violated this kid's human rights according to the Human Rights Tribunal, and so the comedian had to pay money. And then oh, you know, it was an actual kid that didn't die, right? Okay. Right. So the comedian was making a joke that he wants his money back or something like that. And and, yeah, it's not the exact same case, I guess, but it's it's like this is the realm you get into, I suppose, right? When you're sorry, well, when you start trying to police speech, right? Like, I suppose, I you know, thinking now, I I suppose that uh, I would think that objectivism would hold that like ultimate like 100% free speech is is good right and and that's what i hold i don't know why i wouldn't 
believe otherwise. One other case, just what's on the top of my head, a, a peer of mine was posting because the 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 publisher of Your Ward News, the anti-Semitic, anti-woman Toronto neighborhood newspaper, got sentenced to a year in prison. And he was saying how great this was. And he, he was there and he felt so proud that this guy got sent to prison. And I, I mean, I obviously disagree with that. But that's, again, this guy's like systematizing hatred and, and spreading it. He's not, I don't think there was any, again, incite like calls to violence in the newspaper even. Yeah. Um, but that's like, that's another angle on the same issue because that's not defamation of any one person. That's right. like defamation of a group. Well, and, and there was a case, the, there was a case just yesterday. Um, this guy, I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, he, I think he was leader of his own kind of fringe party in Canada for a while. He has a um, kind of an anti-Semitic newspaper that's spread a lot of things. He yeah, yeah, I think it's to a year. Yeah, James yeah, Sears, I think. His yeah, name was. your ward news in Toronto. Right, right. And yeah, yeah. he was just sentenced yesterday to a year or 18 months mm -hmm. uh, was his sentence uh, for basically characterizing Jews as evil and saying that women shouldn't have the right to vote and uh, different things like that. And, yeah. and so that was categorized as hate speech. Now, um, you know, who did it harm? Uh, well, no one really. I mean, it might have offended some people. Some people might have had their feelings hurt and that sort of thing. But I mean, that's very troubling, right? That's very I guess troubling. the argument people make is that it can lead to people being harmed, right? That's right. the idea. Right. Oh, if we let Trump talk more now, there's more racists. Now more people are, you know, you know, beating up black people. And so it's like you have well, to that, stop but it there. But listeners to this podcast get a one week free trial to the warrior path so sign up now the details are below i was coming off a stint in management uh when i signed up for the warrior path and i was pretty soft i'm not gonna lie to you david <laughs> i was uh out of shape i was huffing and i had to come back to the floor kick in doors hump hose fight fire and i needed to get into shape and chad kirkham at the warrior path definitely got me into shape uh, you know, I've, I've never felt better, to be honest. And he had an app that tracked the progress. I sent videos to him. Uh, it, was, it was a really slick application, actually. I, I would send videos. He'd correct my form, send me little tips and, and videos. And, uh, and whenever, whenever I needed, he was available. And I'll tell you, I, I put on, I think, about 50% on all my personal records in about a two-month period. Uh, working with the warrior path. Listen, that's that's not even that that wasn't even the argument in the judgment. I read through the okay. the, the judge's judgment on it. it. It was several pages long, and it was more to the effect that it created an an uh, essentially an offensive environment for these people, right? These oppressed people. So whether you're a Jew or a woman, this guy fomented uh, an adversarial environment one where they uh it wasn't about feeling safe it was about feeling marginalized it was about their feelings basically is is essentially well, how is it worded right i think an important thing to identify especially with this case or something like this is if cities were privately owned this wouldn't happen if i didn't want it to happen in my city right, right. like i if if we had a, a true private property uh society then yeah, you wouldn't, people would leave the city, 
right? And, and, and you know, maybe all of the people who want to be racist go and live in the city with the racist newspaper or yeah. whatever. But if I, I wouldn't let that happen in my city. So I think that's just an important thing to identify as always is, oh, this just wouldn't happen in Libertopia. Yeah. And I, I mean, look, it, these there, there's going to be not saying nutty things and anytime, hateful things anytime. I mean, uh, you know, uh, I think you, you want to give these people a platform so that you can laugh at them and you can you can uh, pick apart their arguments when because you know, yeah, otherwise that's... they go underground. I mean, you're never going to exactly. check on the Internet. Uh, people are going to find this stuff anyways. And there's if it's hiding in the shadows, there's going to be no no one to argue against it. And so people well, and that's will, exactly aren't hear the opposing the view. The most right? important thing about free speech is if you don't hear it, it doesn't go away. It just festers. Right. Um, but bringing it back to defamation, how does how does this play into, you know, why? Because I think more people uh, would agree with us on something like your ward news. I think that that he shouldn't be sent to prison for just saying, you know, Jews are bad. But then all of a sudden when you talk about, oh, well, this actually damaged my reputation and my business and my earnings. Oh, now the government can be involved. So why is there this, you know, switch in people's brains? What what is the difference in their opinion well, and why is not I, I think it different? it's I think it's because people view their business as a property. Right. And they think of yeah. their property in terms of the customers coming in, the amount of money coming in. It's predictable. It's sustainable. They build future plans on it. And suddenly words, a lie someone spreads cuts that in half. And so you can mm -hmm. very clearly see when the lie happened because the business is cut in half now. Right. And um, and that sort of thing. And so so then people say, well, see, I can prove damages because here's what I would have gotten this month had it not been for the lie. And so that that is a more tempting thing to sign on to. And Paul McKeever even says, listen, he, you know, he, in his article, it's kind of an interesting article. He said there's no mythical right called the right to free speech. And I, I agree with him on that. Um, you know, we don't have the right to say whatever we want. We can't lie that there's a fire in the theater and yell about that. And we can't, you can't sit at my dinner table and insult my wife without getting punted out. You don't have the yeah. right to say that, you, you know, there's lots of things you don't have the right to say, uh, because they, they can actually cause physical harm or they can be unwanted speech in a private domain or something like that. You, you don't have the right to, uh, stand up in the middle of an auditorium during a debate and exercise your free speech. Speech, right, right, and like, I, I mean, even even the debaters, they don't have the right to speak the whole time, right? They have to let the other. There's rules of so so to me, well, and it's the, even the that only, that extends to the arguments around like censorship, quote unquote, on social media platforms. You don't have a right to say right. whatever you want on those platforms. Those platforms have absolute control over what you can say on them. Right. Yeah. And and again, the the only right you have is property rights. Free speech is essentially a subset of property rights. You know, you, you don't get to lay your mitts on me just because of the words I said, right? You can't, you can't put, lock me in a cage. You can't take away my property. You can't punch me in the face. You can't lay your mitts on me because I say things. That's my bodily autonomy and my property rights. And, but those same rights allow me to kick you out of my house when you insult my wife at the dinner table. You're gone. Right. And, and so to say that I have to sit there and listen to you speak at the dinner table is to under uh, is to undermine the very rights that support free expression, really, which are property rights. And so that, that's the only way they can be conceived of. And there's a lot of so there's a lot of confusion about free speech. And we see people going off and, and 
demanding that the government regulate Facebook and YouTube yeah. and say that you have to force them to let us have a platform. This is our right. You're taking away our free speech. Uh, again, <laughs> this is where it goes when you think that there's some that that rights are a positive obligation, right? It's a negative well, obligation. Yeah. You just got to leave me alone. And with like something like defamation, then why wouldn't the platforms who allow the defamation also be liable, right? Why shouldn't Facebook pay the company that lost business because someone posted a, a sure. mean post and then, about and then them? And you get into some very exotic legal. <laughs> yeah, well, um, one thing I want to ask and... about that's kind of. Again, I think maybe it's somewhere between fraud. Well, I, one thing is I think this would all happen a lot less and be a lot more clear cut if it was all if we just respected property rights in the first place. You because if I have my like there's no there's much less of the public sphere, quote unquote, where things are just, you know, who's in charge of what can go on here. Right. And that's why you theoretically need the government to decide what's in, allowable in the public space. But aside from that, I want to talk about you know, something that's sort of in between the defamation and potentially fraud, and it's Elon Musk's tweet that got him removed as chairman, right? Mm. Uh, the, the SEC got involved because, the, you know, the thought is he's lying to his uh, his shareholders, right? Theoretically, he said a public statement um, and people got freaked out. Um, but he's a person, he's allowed to say what he wants. Uh, and it's his company as well. So why, how, where does that factor into this? Well, I'm not sure. I, I didn't, I haven't been keeping up on that, on Elon Musk and all the Tesla news. I just, my feed is inundated with this stuff. And so I just look, yeah. look away. But uh, basically, so I'm not exactly he, sure. he said, he tweeted that he was going to take Tesla private. Hmm. And then the shares went up because, you know, oh man, we're going to get bought out. So um, and then it was just a lie, apparently. Right. Or or it might have been just him thinking out loud. on Twitter Yeah. Or and so like that, and right? so the SEC says, well, he misled shareholders. Right. And, you know, if there's a mechanism in place that's within an organization, the board of directors could remove you. The shareholders could right. remove you. But the government came in and said, oh, you can't yeah. do this. And they feel like they can regulate his speech in that regard. But meanwhile, I. <laughs> Apparently, I forget what company, some CEO went on like a rant about, you know, China spying on him and all this other stuff. And the shares plummeted because people are losing faith because this guy's crazy. And apparently, sure. like that happens all of the time. Yeah. But but sometimes the government feels like it's acceptable to to infringe upon. Well, yeah. And, 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 I mean, and the shareholders kind of... <laughs> agree, uh, you know, maybe. And I think there's kind of an incestuous relationship between the government and some of these big corporations as well, right? They get a lot of tax money or, or uh, I guess you could say even unfair tax advantages and different things like that, that yeah. give them a, a competitive edge. And so the government is in a lot of ways almost a shareholder in that business. And so they, they might feel like they have some uh, some stake in the company as a shareholder, right? And all, all, all this kind of wacky stuff happens. But you're right, in an ideal world, what you would have is um, you, you would have Elon Musk being disciplined by his shareholders. It'd be con contracts in place. You know, they, they can take their own action that would punish Musk a lot more than the SEC could, right? I mean, they could just, if they, they had a properly worded contract where the board could just remove Musk or something like that, then they could just get rid of him 
or not. I mean, that might be a bad move too, right? And he might just get a severe tongue lashing behind closed doors and say, listen, you're scaring everyone. You're plummeting our stocks. You're doing all these things. You got to stop it or we will remove you. And we have the power to, you know, I mean, these are things that can be just dealt with privately. The government doesn't need to get involved in all this stuff. Yeah. And I think like we've jumped around a little bit from defamation, but I think it's, it highlights that when you say that, you know, they can get involved with regards to speech to police it, that this is the mess you open up, right? Like there's so, oh, where's the line in this aspect? Where's the line in this aspect, in this aspect? There's so many dimensions that if you say, oh, it's sometimes okay, who you will never be able to define when that sometimes is. It's not possible. Right. Yeah, that that's exactly it. And so maybe we could switch gears a little bit and talk about, well, how do you deal with defamation then? How do you deal with lies that are being told about you that... Uh, are affecting um, your your ability to flourish or something like that, right? If if we can't use guns and point them at people and force them to think certain ways and uh, demand restitution or something from other people, um, then what can we do, right? Well, the first thing I would say is, you know, in a world where anyone can defame anyone else, um, your your opinion about a business or your claims about a business are going to be taken with a, a large dose of salt, right? They, they're, and, and we see this already, like, um, you know, there's rating systems on Google, on Yelp and different things like that. And you can read comments. And like if 80% of the comments are like five star reviews and super thing, and then you see the people that have had a negative experience or just have a bee in their bonnet about that business and they yeah. say ridiculous things and blah, blah, blah. And businesses sometimes reply. And, and, and I've seen even some businesses put up video and say, listen, you claim you were in the store at this time. Here's the video. <laughs> we don't see you here. Yeah. Therefore, it didn't happen, right? And, and it, they just shut this down. So, so even I know when I read Yelp reviews or all these other reviews and there's libelous and slanderous things said about uh, businesses on those reviews, I take them with a huge grain of salt, especially when I see all the other positive reviews. I'm like, okay. Uh, so, so I think the, the free market has a way of weeding this thing out. And I mean, I don't see how I need my thoughts managed by someone else, right? Like, well, and that's, you're, that's you're fundamentally that what I it can't is. recognize a lie or that I can't recognize a guy yeah. who's got an ax to grind or something like that. That's, you know, well, and that's what I it is. Some... If you believe people are rational and can make decisions on their own, they're not going to just take for some take someone's word. Oh, this famous person said this restaurant treated them poorly. I'm never going to go again. Who like no, this that's just a dude who had a bad experience at a restaurant maybe, right? right. But there yeah, I mean that's just part and parcel of the state generally is they don't think individuals can uh, you know, control their own lives and can manage themselves. So they have to protect them and they have to protect them even from mean words. Right. And and I mean, personally, I wish a lot of, I wish more people would defame me or call me a Nazi or do all these things. That yeah. would get me some attention, right? Well, that, 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 that kind of Jordan thing Peterson, can... right? That he's a right. perfect example. Exactly. He got just attacked incessantly. And every time he did, he, he just stood his ground, knew he's he has integrity and he knows who, what he's about and got more famous and got more rich off of it, right? If, if you know what you're doing, that's absolutely what you can ride on any sort of actual, anything that would get to the level of being able to claim it impacted your business to a detriment, that just means you're not leveraging it properly. And you know, going back to the bakery example, if they would have made it very, if 
they would have managed to play it and videotape it and get it on Dave Rubin or someone. They would have got huge support, huge business boost and people defending them and protecting them, right. ordering online like that. They just didn't manage the situation well. Yeah. And I mean, this is a skill that folks are going to have to learn in an increasingly polarized and adversarial world. Right. Because mm. you're, you're you're demonized so much. Right. And part of that is, look, we, we're getting tired of it. We're starting to see through all the BS and it, we're just becoming immune to all the, this negative rhetoric. But yeah. another part of it is that when someone's given all this attention to you, you can actually spin that to your advantage and, and yeah. you can profit off that. And that's a great skill for a business to learn. It's a great skill for my daughters to learn when they're in high school. I'm just uh, waiting just to own, get just attacked. Just that rumor, like yeah. lean into it. Okay. Uh, you know, you can, you can spin that to your advantage and people will see through and, and the girls, all these negative people that are talking, that are haters that are spreading lies about you. What do you think other people think of them? When they hear yeah, exactly. lies being told and rumors being spread, you, that, you know, they're going to leave that conversation going, hmm, I wonder what she's saying about me. But those yeah. people, you know, we give them too much credibility. So, uh, so yeah, I, I think that, that we, we just have to learn how to deal with adversary, uh, you know, a adversarial language and, and uh, embrace it and turn it to our advantage and that sort of thing. I would agree. Is there any, are there any last thoughts on, you know, because you said I, I, it surprises me that you would get a lot of backlash on this relative, like relative to other things. So, is there any, you know, last things you want to address to those people, or like I still, I still just don't get it. But yeah. I mean, I, I guess it kind well, of makes know, sense. You know, th this came up. Um, I posted something about remember the Covington uh, high school kids that were, uh, the, you know, they were wearing the MAGA hats and the the Native American fellow yeah. was banging the drums in front of them. Well, they're suing a bunch of media outlets for libel, uh, for mm. printing falsehoods or, or misleading things about these kids, right? Mm. And, um, and you know, a lot of people, and myself included, it's hard for me to feel sorry for these media outlets. But, you know, in this world, it's like we need this tool to, to attack our enemies, right? And so a lot of conservatives who are for unmitigated free speech in all areas are suddenly backing this uh, clamp down on speech when it comes to um, attacking their enemies, right? And so, yeah. so I, I see both sides, and it comes back to as well Faith Goldie advocating for blasphemy laws when it's against her people, but she, but defending against blasphemy laws when it comes to people that she doesn't like, right? And yeah. and so I mean, listen, we have to grab a principle and we have to make a stand on principle. We can't do keep doing this double talk, and uh, and you know, use the ring of power uh, for our own good and and <laughs> criticize the enemy when they they use it for their own good, right? We have to say, look, that ring of power is evil, throw it in the, the fires of Mordor and be done with it. Um, and we have to stick with that. We can't uh, continually use it for our own good. So I think that's what most people were, you know, and then people were bringing up examples of, of lies that were told about them that hurt them and how they need to be able to defend against that, right? And the only way that they can think to defend against that is to use the power of the state and and to sue, threaten to sue people and take them to court and all these other things. And, uh, you know, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me. And like from a very brief example, like 
when I was a student politician, there was so much slander about me, but it just made my reputation bigger. And then I presented my ideas and people had heard of me and, and you get more attention. Right. And, and it's the same what happened with Donald Trump. If every like he got so much negative press and it only right. helped him because that's all yes. people were talking about was him. Right. And so it's it is like, you know, you're not going to then go sue all of the news organizations. I mean, he might, but it, it is just about leveraging it to your to your benefit. Absolutely. Uh, and, and again, you know, Jordan Peterson, I think, gives us a good example of what to do. You just be unapologetically yourself, speak the truth, continuing to have as much integrity as you can. And people will see through the lies and they'll be, you know, it'll it'll give you even more influence and power. And, and, and the liars more, right? get discredited. And if anything, we're seeing now how true that is, because entire like uh, legacy news organizations are being discarded because they lie. Right. And right. so the idea that one person lying about you is going to cause your business problems. We have whole organizations that are fit to collapse because of their their lies. And so it sometimes it's tough, but you have to, you know, bet on it and and find the find. I don't know the truth, I guess. Yeah. I mean, the more lies there are out there, the more valuable truth becomes, right? And so if you get recognized as someone who tells the truth, you wield that much more influence and power in this world, as far as I'm, I can tell. But Perfect. Well, thanks, Tim. I just want to say you're scum of the earth and no one should listen to anything you think. And I agree with that. I am scum of the earth. <laughs> Don't you dare watch my YouTube channel. You never know what's going to come out of my mouth next. It's going to shock you and disgust <laughs> you and offend you. And so leave get away from my youtube channel i don't want you here i don't want you to hear what i have to say perfect over psychology <laughs>